0: This show is brought to you by Nice Mug. Nice Mug is the only mug made entirely out of ice. For more information, go to nicemug.com and enter the coupon code SAUNA for 10% off your entire purchase. another episode of sauna talk actually another season of sauna talk uh lake vermilion northeast minnesota and i gotta tell you guys uh, anybody that's into the authentic sauna experience um, and you don't have access to lakes like the north country um put it on your like road trip list or your vacation list because if you like saunas and you're you know, who knows where, in a health club somewhere or a hotel somewhere, and you're living in a warm climate. Hey, I get it. That's just the reality. So it's kind of ironic when you think about it. You're living in a warm climate, and you go into an air-conditioned building, and then you go into a super hot room in an air-conditioned building, and then to cool down, you go back into an air-conditioned building. Well, that's your reality and understood but when you think about sauna in a real traditional way, uh, whether it's in Finland, which is kind of my main go-to style of sweat, uh, or, you know, in Korea, uh, other climates, North America with the Native American sweat lodge, this kind of thing, where I'm building up to here is cold, outdoor cold and Uh, In Finland, again, where I go to when I think about sweat is the traditional sauna, the Finnish sauna. It's lakes, and we enjoy sauna in nature. We enjoy sauna close to a lake, and we love it in four seasons. And this season right now happens to be summer, and in this season... I happened to hop onto my fishing boat on an island in northeast Minnesota and cruised over to another island where I met up with Dave and Judy Pearson. Dave and Judy are in their 80s, and they're active, and they're just wonderful people, and we had a wonderful sauna. And Dave is a pastor, a Lutheran pastor. And I could go on and on about what a great time we had, but I'm just going to let you listen to it uh i love getting the microphone out again sitting in someone else's sauna and just shooting the breeze talking about what sauna means for them so that's what i would love for you guys to do is to get into a boat go to a northern lake and take a sauna by the shore this sauna is like right on the shore and if you look down between the slats in the floor of the sauna you'll see the granite rock below about a You know, pencil width distance, like a deck. And that dispels a lot of sauna myth about, uh, you know, insulating your floor. You don't have to mess with that. The other cool thing with Dave and Judy is they have a cleaning station uphill. Uh, Even though they're right by the shore, no detergents in the lake. Very admirable thing. But mostly, this is a spiritual sauna for me. It was... So great to uh, visit with Dave and Judy and hear the power in Dave's voice as if he's on the pulpit, but we weren't on the pulpit. We were just hanging out, having a great time, a lot of jokes, a lot of laughter. Uh, It was really great to know that uh, Dave and Judy cut their own firewood, uh, enjoy their saunas together. And so that's the spirit for this episode of Sauna Talk. Hope you enjoy So here we are. It's a beautiful July Sunday afternoon, and is it any... Um, uh, and so I took the boat over here to sit with you guys, which is a real pleasure. I mean, a lot of people when they go to work they get in the car, but yeah. I hopped in the boat from our island and I came over to Isla Pines here on Lake Vermilion, and I'm sitting with a with a couple of folks that uh, are no stranger to sauna. Uh, to my left is Judy, and to my right, Dave. And uh, you folks have been married how long now?
1: We have been married uh,
0: 54 years. 54 years. And Judy, you grew up whereabouts?
2: In Illinois. In Illinois.
0: And um, you you guys lived in Duluth for a time, is that right?
2: We did for about 17 years. 17 years. Yeah. Great,
0: great. And when did you guys first get uh, exposed to the the real sauna, like the wood-burning sauna experience?
1: Well, actually... uh, I guess I was the one that was exposed to it earliest uh, because uh, my family has been in northern Minnesota all of my life. I was born in Duluth, and my father, uh, my grandfather, emigrated to uh, Tower, Minnesota. And
0: uh, Where did he emigrate from? Sweden. Okay. And yeah. he was about how old when he came over from Sweden? Oh, he
1: was a relatively young man. He was probably in his uh,
0: late 30s. Was it the mines that brought him? Or?
1: Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. and he, you know, ultimately was uh, got one of these land grants uh, by President McKinley and uh, settled the family originally in the city of Tower, and uh, but later not about uh, five miles south of Tower where the uh, land was granted. So the family was raised out there and uh not too far from embarrass i i take it right no uh a few miles north of embarrass uh, sure. but uh sure.
0: and that's uh, where the swedes hung out all the Finns were in Embarrass, huh that's right that's right <laughs> but you were no stranger for sauna with did your father have a sound did your parents no, they
1: didn't but as a young child uh when I would go up from Duluth where I was raised to visit with my grandfather and my uncle who remained there after my grandfather deceased, um, one of the neighbors had a sauna on a little lake just a couple miles down. And so that would be, uh, our primary method of bathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would go up there and oftentimes, uh, with my family or else I'd go up there and stay a few days alone with my aunt and uncle and grandfather. And, uh, so we would we would go down in sauna, in um, a wood sauna. So I was exposed to it at a very early age. And that was on a little, uh, they had a little private uh, lake on there. So that oh, okay. sauna was much like this, except um, it was a lake about... Uh, Maybe not even any bigger than the island itself, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So you could swim from one side yeah. to the other if you right. wanted, huh? That's right, right on. And so, was this um, was this sauna experience um, more of a functional thing, like a bathing thing, or did you did you was it a recreation thing too? It probably was more of a
1: bathing thing, because uh, the neighbors were Finnish, and uh, of course, uh, my whole relation was all Swedish, but. Uh, they mix well, yeah, no <laughs> and, and we acquired each other's each other's traditions yeah.
0: somewhat. Yeah, you know it's funny about the Swedes and the Finns they they get really competitive on the hockey you know on the yeah, hockey teams yeah. and stuff. But deep down, they have this the Finns and the Swedes have so much more in common than different. Yeah, but right. but fast forward to today uh, this this sauna that we're experiencing, Judy. It's it's something that you and your husband do how how frequently? Daily. Every day. Yep when's the last day that you've missed a sauna
2: well I need to say if the weather's bad we might chicken out you know if it's really bad <laughs> well
0: someone uh, some a sauna enthusiast once told me that the worse the weather the better the sauna yeah.
1: well there's
2: some truth to
1: that but uh, we're not going to be here uh, and go in the lake when the lightning
0: is coming uh-huh, yeah. got it so that would be a mandatory miss yeah. the lightning yeah. and then how late into the season um do you folks sauna well
1: the latter years now we've uh been leaving uh the latter part we've been leaving about the first of november uh but for 17 years just prior to the latter years we uh lived up here permanently so we would sauna uh, throughout the winter
0: cutting a hole in the ice no, rolling in the snow. Oh, got it, got it. But uh, never miss a day, pretty
2: much? In the winter, once in a while, we yeah. did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Is 5 o'clock the typical sauna time for you guys?
2: Sometimes a little later in the summer because mm-hmm. the day is so beautiful and we right. just don't want it to end, you know. Right, and
0: I'll, I'll try to put a couple more photos in the show notes, but it's it's awesome where we're sitting right now. We're literally on the shores of Lake Vermilion. There's two windows in the hot room, one in the door, which as I build saunas, I always put a window in the hot room door. You can see who's coming and who's going. And a great little window looking, what are we looking here? Is it what direction? Right.
1: We're looking west. Mm-hmm.
0: Looking west, and the sun is is casting a shadow in on the sauna rocks. and uh, But uh, let's talk a little bit about um, your career. Uh, tell us about, tell us listeners what, what your your profession was.
1: Well, I uh, was really a second career. <laughs> Initially, I was a mechanical engineer and uh, worked in that for a few years. And then I went to Lutheran seminary and was ordained as a Lutheran pastor. And Served in that capacity, I guess I still am a Lutheran pastor.
0: Nice, <laughs> nice. You are still um, I'm
1: not still serving an active parish, right. but uh, I guess they just consider us active <laughs> but retired. Active <laughs> but retired.
0: Right. So Judy, you're no stranger to Lutheran Lutheran pastors in your family, right?
2: Right, right.
0: Can you right. tell us about that?
2: Well, let's see. I. Ha- it's David that has the blood relatives. I had a brother-in-law that's a pastor. Okay. was a pastor. He's passed away mm-hmm. six years ago. Um, and other than that, I had a couple of cousins in the Lutheran Church that were okay. pastors. Okay, yeah. and
1: Dave, your brother
0: was a
2: pastor.
1: No, I I just have a sister. Uh, I have an uncle who was uh, very much an inspiration to me. In that, and in his name, Eric Gustafson. Uh, Eric Gustafson Sr., that is. Uh, but then I had uh, his son was a pastor, Eric Gustafson Jr. Uh, I had a cousin, uh, Kenneth Grantquist, a cousin, Jerry Erickson. Uh, and, and what's the young doll connection? The young doll connection is
0: uh, he was uh, my wife's sister's husband, your wife's sister's husband. All right. So Judy has the young doll side yes. on, on her side. Well, yeah, her sister married a young doll. Got it. So,
1: yeah,
0: yeah was the conversation uh, – I'd, I'd love to know the conversation at the Thanksgiving table. You guys probably had a lot of sermons to, to go over.
1: Well, really, we were never together on Thanksgiving because uh, yeah. uh, I originally had parishes uh, from Chicago, in Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout Minnesota, and, and uh, our brother-in-law was pretty mellow. other than initially being in New Orleans, Louisiana, he was essentially in the Twin City area.
0: Right, right. So, Dave, as you think about, um, you know, all of all of the sermons, I mean, you, you were practicing for, uh, we could do the math really quickly, about how many years uh, were you? Um...
1: Well, I... I...
0: Was active probably between 35 and 40 years. Okay. Uh, and if you would think about uh, 50 Sundays in a year, granted you didn't write a sermon every week, but. Pretty close to it. Well, okay. <laughs> so let's go with 50 times 40. Uh, that's 2,000 sermons. I mean, am I putting you on the spot? 2,000 no, sermons? I don't think so. Yeah. So a crazy question. Might as well dive into that. And in 2,000 sermons. Um, have you ever mentioned sauna by chance in your sermons? Oh, I believe so.
1: I. Uh, I definitely definitely have because I I certainly uh, sense within the sauna there's a, uh, you know, a spiritual connection, a cleansing dimension. And uh, I think it's uh, very much a part of the, just the whole sense of uh, Mm well-being that comes with relating to the natural environment uh, with sitting in the sauna and... uh, almost like the Native Americans would sit in their sweat lodge, but uh, then leaving here and and going out and then uh, cleansing in the lake. Mm -hmm. uh, That has been very much a part of it. And uh, I think I'd have to say uh, a lot of sermons were probably hatched in the sauna.
0: Oh, even better. (laughs) Uh, Because it's,
1: you know, the sauna becomes a... A conversational center.
0: Yes, yes. Sometimes uh, a conversation center within your own mind. I mean, you can yes. untangle wires in your head or process some thoughts that you're having, you know, through the day or whatever. Uh, it's a wonderful place to unwind and, uh, and 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 let ideas flow, isn't it? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Is there is there something, as you think about 2,000 sermons, is there um, an example perhaps of a sermon or an aha moment Um that came to you, you know, during the sauna experience. Am I putting you on the spot, or something? Come to well, mind? Well, I don't know. If you're putting me on the spot, but I,
1: I do. Uh, I think there, there's a a lot of aha moments that that come from the sauna, uh, just from the the conversation that is is generated here, uh, or from just Personal meditation, uh, and I I wouldn't be surprised that uh, uh, much of our much of the form of uh, ministry that my you know that I took as a as a pastor uh, was generated uh, in the sauna and uh, around the ex- kind of experiences that we shared.
0: Mm well done there are a couple of pillars of, um, uh, of, of uh, uh, I guess you could say philosophy or, or spirituality um, that you can draw in parallel like is perhaps if you are um, advising some someone you know maybe you know a prisoner who's going through a hard time or something um, has, has there been um, for you personally like in the sauna have you have you been able to become stronger uh, as a, as a Lutheran pastor, um, in, in an example of of where maybe sauna has helped guide you, you know, with guiding others.
1: Well, I think one thing uh, in the sauna we had certainly had have had opportunity to invite people here who have come to visit us, and to share. Uh, it again, it becomes a conversational place, and uh, it becomes a place where. Uh, uh, you know, we have just sat and conversed in a in a very free, unconventional, uh, you know, non-predescribed yes. <laughs> environment right. that yeah. uh, that people have used. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. people who have lost a spouse or who uh, are struggling with uh, diseases such as cancer, uh, that type of thing. Mm. And uh, even, even for us, as recently as this summer, uh, that has even become more of an example in our own personal life. Mm. Because uh, just last January, I was de- diagnosed with, uh, with uh, 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 metastasis and uh, metastasizing melanoma that originally had surfaced uh, just as a skin cancer uh, two years old, two and a half, three years ago that we thought uh, had uh, been taken care of Mm -hmm. with the the treatment we received at that time. But come to discover that uh, last January that no, it uh, apparently had not been uh, completely taken care of and so it had metastasized into the lymph nodes in my neck Mm -hmm. resulting in a surgery to remove all of those last Mm -hmm. February 14th and then uh, the doctor telling us to get away and relax because one thing that you don't want with cancer is stress
0: exactly
1: Exactly. uh, so returned uh, and wouldn't you know that thinking that the metastasis that we thought had been eliminated with the first round of lymph node removal uh, uh, showed itself uh, in the left axial system, and so I've had uh, 32 lymph nodes removed under my arm uh, since uh, we returned uh, that had kind of snuck away and were not probably captured in that in that first uh in that first go-around. And so, needless to say, a lot of our conversation and discussion uh, has delved around that, and we are right. pretty much pursuing uh, an anti-cancer diet approach, and we are uh, approach er,
0: uh, not seeking uh, any chemical therapies. Great. Good for you. Congratulations on that. I mean, sorry to hear about this situation, but you bring up a great point about you know um, getting away from it and uh, and de-stressing, getting in nature again and the sauna. And yeah. um, uh, how are you doing? Do you want to jump in, or are you okay? I'm doing great. <laughs> Dave's one up in me here, you know, uh, the heat, where it's about 180, 190 maybe? It's down
1: to 180
0: now. And I have him cornered. I have him cornered, and he's closer to the kuma stove than I am. Great selection of rocks, a lot of great heat here, and we haven't tossed water on the rocks yet. No. No? <laughs> and I am I got him cornered, so to leave the leave his bench to get to the lake, he's got to go past me.
1: Judy's... Uh feeding the okay to the sauna to okay. get yeah. it back up to 190
0: <laughs> yeah 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 and, and I love the partnership I mean this is uh, so so. in the last I don't know 20-30 saunas that you've taken have they all been with Judy or do you ever solo sauna or uh,
1: I have so, certainly solo sounded. Uh you know as I said I I had surgery again on on June 5th and um uh, As a result of that, I I had a drain uh, in my body which prohibited me by the strict dimensions of the doctor not to take a sauna or to go in the lake because I had an open drain that was going. So I've only been back in the sauna uh, from June 5th until about Five days ago okay
0: gotcha gotcha um <clears throat> so the the routine is back and that's wonderful here and um i i hear you about stress and how you know when we're we're given a diagnosis like this and you know it's a sh- certainly you know something that we all have to deal with but what a what a wonderful thing that we have this yeah. this sauna to connect us with nature yeah. and um, i have to say I'm, I'm a little staggering because my microphone is very hot so, let's, so should, no, no, I love that you toss the water in And, and,
1: and, and we'll press pause. Yeah. 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 That would
0: be just <laughs>
2: okay.
0: This show is brought to you by Dean's Kombucha. Fermented in specially charred oak barrels and utilizing whole fruits and herbs for flavoring, Dean's Kombucha is crisp, light, full of probiotics, enzymes, and acids for your health and vitality. It's a great post-workout beverage and great for post-summer. If you're in Minneapolis, you can enjoy Dean's on tap at East Lake Craft Brewery, Midtown Global Market, table, a Nicollet, and uh, Quixada coffee in St. Paul. But here's the thing, kombucha and sauna are tied in real tight. It goes way back generations, centuries. Well, we're back. Um, Gosh, we had a great jump in the lake, um, and I'm sitting here on the shoreline with Dave and Judy, and uh, we got talking a little bit about, you know, sauna and the cleansing aspects, and um, Dave just happens to have a a book with him, and uh, uh, I'll send it over to you, Dave.
1: I was uh, referred to this book by the oncologist that is uh, treating me at this time, and uh, I just was reading this one chapter and found it very interesting because... I came across uh, just a paragraph where it reminded me of something that I had been experiencing, and yet I found it in a book, uh, you know, 40 years after I really began to experience this. But uh, I would just read you a uh, a few lines from that. It says, it's interesting to note that the second best proven method for removing toxins is sweating in a sauna. Interesting, because the practice of taking saunas and steam baths has been a part of several cultures for thousands of years. From a detox perspective, and I'm not speaking about alcohol detox or anything, but there's published evidence that using high-temperature saunas or baths in tandem with exercise increases a lot of the chemical balances and such within the body and just stimulates uh, uh, a much healthier lifestyle. And I think as a minister, to me, that's where the spiritual dimension of it comes in because I think we have such a significant responsibility spiritually to protect and to preserve and to use our bodies to the maximum extent that we possibly can. And when when I read this, I thought, you know, This really is kind of putting into a medical perspective, something that I I felt I've been experiencing, but I really can understand more fully now and uh, recognize the therapeutic value it it has for me, uh, even at this juncture in my life when I'm experiencing my own uh, need for getting rid of some of those cancer cells. Sure, sure, no
0: no question. Yeah, I mean, on a very simple level, you know you, you guys are very fit i can tell and you probably do a lot of work around the cabin and uh i mean is there anything better than if you know you're doing work around the cabin and you're you know your nails are dirty and you're kind of sweaty and you know who, who knows what and then the sauna is idling and you step into round one and and get cleaned off yeah. i mean just that's that simple thing of like the dirt of the day right. The cleansing from from that element is is strong. And then Dave, you mentioned from from this this excerpt from the book about, you know, the the deeper cleansing, you know, uh, and how, you know, not just the dirt that's in the surface, but like a lot of toxins from inside, the flushing, right? Very much so. I
1: I think it's, uh, you know, they recommend uh, in this book, taking saunas a minimum times of three days a week
0: yeah well i i generally sauna three times a week but hanging around you guys i think i'm gonna up my up my numbers (laughs) a little bit yeah yeah um um there was one other bit to that that uh that i felt was was relevant and that's um this, this uh, mal you know for centuries like in generations and generations the tradition of, of sauna uh, you know bringing family together and, and stuff I mean it's like a, almost you could say there's the physical cleansing and then the, the the mental cleansing the being able to commune with with other people and and that is, is also a powerful powerful thing yeah good any anything else to that Dave Um uh. I'm not sure I've anything right at this point. No, 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 we're, we're good. I got a couple other questions. And um, um, so do you, uh, have you ever recommended, um, you know, w- being a Lutheran minister, have you recommended sauna to like to younger folks, um, maybe as, as a guide to connect them with their, uh, you know, with their life and their spirituality? Have, have you recommended saunas to others?
1: Well, uh, we certainly have, uh, I don't know from necessarily a spiritual perspective. I have recommended it to younger people, but uh, having raised five children, and they've all been raised up here, and uh, through the years they've all had friends that have come up here, and the sauna has been part of that experience that they have encountered. And, uh, you know, we've just tried to show them that this is... uh, just such a a wonderful way of life and and for many of them it was the the first time they had ever experienced a sauna and uh i think uh it was it was an experience that uh for the most part they they really uh uh, learned to love it and appreciate so i think in that in that respect uh
0: so the children and the grandchildren uh, when they come visit uh, sauna is is a is a key part of, of the of the visit.
1: Oh yes. I,
0: I mean I think sometimes that's the reason people come up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
2: starts at noon sometimes.
1: Oh, I
0: know the morning. feeling, you know, I I wrote a post on sauna times is like uh, um, sauna is is your best uh, weather insurance policy at oh, the sure. cabin. Yeah. And, and, Oh,
2: I was just going to say, speaking of children, um, our daughter, um, with her neighborhood friends, her women friends, takes a canoe trip every year. And when these little girls, they're all within one or two years of each other. Um, were six they started so these moms are pretty athletic and pretty ambitious you know so the four moms and the daughters going to the boundary waters and every year no matter where they go out of they end up here and mostly I think it's the sauna yes. and I remember these little girls all naked on the end of the dock yes. jumping in the water you know not a thought about it or anything but it's just kind of fun
0: absolutely yeah. it's uh it's it's great yeah f- people coming and going out of the boundary waters uh, yeah. what you know Know, especially coming out of the boundary waters. What a great way. And do you guys notice that uh, the sauna helps get rid of mosquito bites? I, I think it gets rid of everything <laughs> yeah, That's right. That. You, you have it oh gosh, it's like oh, we'll do my wife and I will go on a hike and we'll you know, I always come back after a hike. and and sauna and you know if you have a wood tick or whatever you you know you you know it's just a good and then the mosquito bites it it seems to work so so who usually fires the sauna up here?
1: Well I think for years I was the one uh, because when our our children as they uh, grew and had their own families and then would come up here with their families and so our grandchildren be coming they'd always call me before they left Minneapolis or wherever they were coming from and say, dad, we'll be there by five o'clock or seven o'clock or whatever, and uh, Uh would you have the sauna ready?
0: I love that, I I know. And one of my lines is, uh, you know, coming up from Minneapolis and hitting the cabin and, you know, unpacking and all that. And then I always jump in, you know, I I do what you're saying, I get the sauna going, but my line is you haven't arrived until you jump in. so so uh, so Dave, you're the one that normally will fire up the sauna in the afternoon and and what do you have a certain uh wood species or or wood that you like to use in the sauna?
1: I would say we predominantly use uh maple or birch, mm-hmm. and uh that's been an interesting process too because i uh I generally buy uh all of our wood in eight foot lengths and uh we cut it with the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we uh, split it ourselves. Uh, I do have a wood splitter now, now however, but uh, it was an interesting transition for the kids to realize that it took some work That's right. to have yeah. the sound. He, I
0: mean, he, he yes, heat, heat requires a little, right. like, work, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> so in the fall every year over the MEA vacation, uh, the families would all come, and it would be a work uh, two or three day works of cutting and splitting wood so that we'd have it for the sauna and now uh they carry all the wood down the hill, so I don't have to do it, which right. is also good because yeah. it's it's a lot more work. Uh. No, it,
0: it is, it's but it's great therapy too. I mean, when mea weekend is uh, what the middle of October yeah. generally, yeah. And what a great time of, of year for splitting and, and chop and cutting wood. The mosquitoes are gone, cooler days, and it just feels good in them for the muscles to exercise and and and, and do. That, that I and I think that's one of the elements of uh, of of a wood burning sauna stove versus the electric is the idea of producing your own heat through the the chopping and yeah. cutting of wood. Yeah. And um, do you have any? Either of you, Judy or Dave, have a comment about the wood fired stove as opposed to an electric? Is uh, do you think there's a difference? Or I, I'm extremely partial. <laughs> I.
1: Our daughter and son-in-law have a uh, an electric sauna. Uh, on their home is right on Lake Superior, and uh, uh, it's very nice. But uh, I think even they prefer the wood sauna when they come up here. Yeah. And uh, uh, to me, there's not a comparison.
2: Right,
0: and do you, do you sense a difference, Judy, as well? I, do.
2: I think the wood sauna is hotter, which I enjoy more. You yeah. know.
0: Yeah, is there any any way that you could describe the difference, Dave, between the, a a, sto- a sauna with an electric stove versus a wood-fired one?
1: Well, I would say uh, I don't know. Part of it, I think, is just uh, there. There usually seems to be some kind of a a wood aroma <laughs> that, yeah. that that is, is part of it in the the wood burning. But it, it just seems to me, for some reason, that it's a it's a, it's a Different heat.
0: Yeah, it's been described to me. It's a softer heat. When you um, toss water on the rocks, it doesn't um, fight you back. It it kind of gets in your mm-hmm. system, get in gets in your bones a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I got a, a few series of questions, and uh, the 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 questions are short, but the answers need not be short. If if uh, if you you don't mind. Um, and uh, I asked all the guests on sauna talk the same questions. So, um, in no particular order, um, uh, what do you guys think is the most, uh, is most misunderstood, uh, about sauna? And, and by the way, Dave, if you don't mind me putting you on the spot, how how old are you? I'm, I'll be 80, 82 in, uh, September. 82 in September. And, and you're still splitting firewood. Yep. (laughs) And, um, um, do you think that sauna is like part of the reason for your your great health? I mean, it is, it's a spoke of a wheel, I would think, for, for your fitness and, and wellness.
1: It's just become part of our lifestyle up here. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things, and I think if people don't, like doing that it's maybe not a lifestyle they should choose <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: That's right. what what okay so the question one that wasn't the one but it kind of feeds into this about sauna and and i'll ask both you guys uh, uh judy and dave what do you think um you know as you think about uh, others think about sauna you know not in, from minnesota uh you tell them yeah we sauna every day we split our own firewood what, what do you think is the most misunderstood thing that, that others don't have right about sauna that that we understand is right about sauna? Is there something that's misunderstood, that you think's misunderstood? Maybe
2: something about winter saunas. I think people just visualize, you know, this horrible experience, and they don't realize what it feels like to go out in the snow. I've never actually been in the lake in the winter when it's frozen, but I've rolled in the snow.
0: You do the snow angels?
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And
0: and do you enjoy winter saunas better than summer saunas, or are they all...
2: I I think I like the summer saunas more because I love jumping in the lake. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Anything come to mind for you, Dave, that's most misunderstood when it comes to sauna that others don't understand?
1: I don't know if it's that they don't understand, but the vast majority of our friends who live in metro or suburban areas seem to be hot tub people versus sauna people. And I just uh, when we have them up here, we you know they obviously take saunas, but I I just can't even see that there's a comparison between becoming a hot tub person to me the, a sauna is a very cleansing kind of a thing and a, a, a hot tub seems to me to be a very. Unpure kind of a place no to questions. gather for. <laughs> yeah, tell
0: me about. I know I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I don't know what's worse, thinking about like if you see someone else sitting in a hot tub and they have sweat on their brow and stuff. I mean, you know, their forehead isn't the only thing sweating. So you have all this sweat in the hot tub, and then it just smells like a chemical factory, doesn't it?
1: So, I you know, to me, it's it's trying to. You know, sensitize people to the, you know, the the, the detoxifying yeah. nature of a sauna, which yeah. uh, is is so cleansing and uh, spiritual in and of itself.
2: Yeah.
0: And I don't see any any soap or shampoo down here. Is that uh, by design?
2: Our, we have a little washing area, and that's where we soap up so it doesn't go in the lake.
0: Yes, but also yeah.
1: not in the sauna. We don't permit soap in the sauna. I don't want all that. Again, that would would take away from that whole detoxification. It would become uh, an accumulation of that. So we have a an outdoor wash stand that uh, you know people carry bucket of water uh, up there and and do their 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 washing. Whatever. And uh, then they uh, rinse off before they come back in the sauna. Yep,
0: yep. Agreed. I I do this. Although I must admit, I I do have a a small bar of soap and a razor in in the sauna. And sometimes I'll lather up and toss the water on. And uh, a couple more, and then we'll go hit a sauna round. Okay, a couple more questions, We'll we'll wrap it up. Okay, so what's your favorite part of the sauna session? And mind you, as you guys well know, I mean, you experience this daily, the sauna session starts, you know, with the firing of the sauna stove, you know, all the way to the end. Um, when you think about that process from from getting the fire going, st- you know, stepping into round one, preparing for sauna, taking the sauna, taking your sauna rounds, is there, like, a favorite part of that process uh and if so uh what and why i i personally
1: like entering the sauna you know for the first time as round one when it's uh hot uh before it's cooled off depending on how many people are going in there But also sometimes if uh, you have a lot of people and you're throwing a lot of water on the sauna, it tends to get very soggy. And I much prefer the, the hot intensity of the heat early on in the sauna, so. Yeah,
0: so round one, as you enter round one is a magical. How about for you, Judy? Is there a, 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 a time that you, or a moment in the sauna process you enjoy most?
2: I think I'd have to agree with David, but also I love jumping in the lake. Yes. <laughs> and that's not really the sauna, but that's no, the payoff.
0: It's part of the process, I know. You know, a buddy of mine says, uh, uh, when's the time to leave the hot room? Well, the time to leave the hot room when the idea of a, a jump into an ice-cold lake is about the best idea you've ever heard. <laughs> yeah um one more thing before i forgot if i forget i have actually um mentioned your sauna to others that are building saunas because your sauna floor um is 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 great uh, it looks just like a deck i mean there is uh is i think it's two by six, two by six yeah, yeah. And, and explain explain the floor of your hot room dave
1: well it's it's basically two by six uh that spans across uh uh cedar joists and uh any water that is thrown on the sauna fire you know will drip through the floor so there's not an accumulation of water so it it doesn't seem to get soggy or musty in there right. and and moldy and that's yeah. seems to me to have been a significant advantage. It, it always seems a lot a lot fresher and a lot cleaner.
0: And if you look between the two by six cedar um, uh, on the floor, it's it's a, it's a narrow pencil with uh, opening. And you could see the opening and the rocks underneath. And, and I find that significant because so many folks that are building saunas get so worked up about their floor and insulating their floor and all that. It's completely unnecessary, isn't it?
1: I believe so. I mean, the fact that we've taken saunas in sub-zero weather and we still get them up to 180 degrees, it may take a little more wood and a little longer time, but... uh
0: well, what, what happens is uh, is is the sauna heats in layers. Like the, the stove emits heat, and as long as your ceiling is insulated well, what you hit is this layering effect. So the heat will build and build and build all the way down to the floor, and you don't need to insulate the floor. As a matter of fact, as, as Dave and Judy's sauna is evidence, you know, uh, thousands of saunas you've taken, and uh, there's no compromising of heat or loss of heat uh, by having a floor that is non-insulated or just, you know, open down, um, down, down, blah, blah. Anyway, I thought I'd, I'd mention that to, to listeners that, um, uh, it, uh, you know, it's certainly possible. So, hey, I got something for you guys. Um, it's a crazy thought here, but, uh, in Minneapolis, well, I built a couple mobile saunas and the, the idea of a mobile sauna is, is kind of fun because you can bring the sauna experience wherever you go. I mean, we can't bring what we're looking at here, this beautiful lake scene, where we go but we can bring an authentic sauna experience um, as you think about that um, so like if you could bring a mobile sauna anywhere in the world where would you like to bring the sauna to? Anything come? Any spot come to mind? Judy go ahead.
2: We spend some time in Sedona Arizona in the winter and there would be nothing better than a sauna after a long hike and somehow getting refreshed. I don't know if you dive in the swimming pool afterwards sure. or what, but it would feel mighty good. Yes,
0: and looking at the the red cliffs down there and 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 bringing, yeah, so you know, this whole sound experience. I mean, what we're looking at, I just I wish I could describe it well for for you folks, but these beautiful old red pines Gorgeous afternoon, the fresh, cool, clear water of the lake. And Judy's, um, you know, uh, mentioning about Sedona down there where it's, you know, it's dry and stuff. But if you went for a hike down there and could could step into a hot sauna in, in the evening, perhaps, in Sedona. That, how about you, Dave? I I would
1: concur because before I mentioned the hot tubs, yeah. I've gotten to the point when we're down there because we go down there every year in and I really don't even like to go into the hot tubs, and I would much rather, even though the temperature may be 80, 90 degrees outside, uh, Asana feels great. Yeah. We'll have it in hot, hot days up here, and it's wonderful.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well done. Just go into a, have a nice cold shower that you could, yes. outs, outdoor shower that would,
0: would get you pretty much what we're feeling right now, is this cool down after a, a, a and it, this mobile sauna would be wood burning, correct? Oh, yes, for sure. yes. <laughs> for sure. All
1: right,
0: I got one more question for you guys. So, um, uh, if you could t- take a sauna with anybody in the world, dead or alive, past, present, um, just the two of you, uh, you and someone else, uh, just a very simple sauna, does anyone come to mind? Barack Obama. Mm
2: -hmm. Barack Obama. Yeah. Because of the conversation we'd have. Yeah.
0: What would be something you'd like to chat with him about?
2: Was it really as bad as it seemed?
0: (laughs) Dave, how about you?
1: I'd kind of like to take a sauna with
2: Jesus. (laughs)
1: that's a great one. I'd be curious what he'd say about a sauna, but he probably experienced something pretty close to it, but... it, it it made me chuckle when you asked the question, and I thought I'd kind of be interested in knowing what he thought about a sauna. Well,
0: as a as a Lutheran mist, minister, I, th- I I I I give you high marks for that that answer. Well, here we are. Um, uh, we're going to go back in the sauna, and uh, I just want to thank you for listening, and uh, really a big thanks to Judy and Dave. Go ahead. One one addendum. I think
1: if. Uh, Jesus might have a problem because uh, if he came out of the sauna, he'd walk on the water and wouldn't get wet.
0: (laughs) We'd have to get a variance form of some kind to get him in the lake. Yeah, great. Well, thanks again, folks. Really a pleasure to visit with you on this beautiful July day in Lake Vermilion in northern Minnesota. Any parting words for either of you guys, for the listening audience? uh, If you haven't experienced the sauna... I mean, you have to do it
1: because it's, it's a wonderful, cleansing, spiritual way of life.